The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Shohei Otani has a torn UCL, and I'm pretty bummed about it too, but we soldier on here on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I'm Clay Link of Rotowire.com here with FSWA Hall of Famer, the great Todd Zola. Todd, always a pleasure. It is uh, a tough week in the sports world. Uh, you know, some big injuries in baseball with Otani and Trout landing right back on the IL after one game, but also some uh, losses in the sports entertainment world with. Uh, Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt. So RIP to those guys. How are you doing otherwise, Todd? Otherwise, I'm doing fine. I think I hope we don't be an RIP to tonight's uh, return of Mookie Betts to Fenway Park. But we will we will talk about that in a little bit. It is raining in the Boston area. Hope it doesn't rain on the Mookie Betts parade. Although right now Mookie's man, he's over three ten. I mean, I heard an announcer or somebody the other day is like, well, he's not MVP team material. He's hitting 270. Like, like, look at the – he was yesterday, but now he's hitting 310. Good Lord, has he been hot, Mookie. Yeah, him and Freddie Freeman, like, leading things off. What a ah. just class lineup that is. And uh, I mean, not bad when you have guys like Will Smith and, you know, Muncie yeah. behind him and – Michael Bush now in the mix with J.D. Yeah, Martinez yeah. on the I.L. So I think Bush, he had his first uh, first homer first homer yesterday. Right? And I, yeah, as I so. tweeted or, or posted now, as they say, it's no longer it's it's posted mm-hmm. um, a younger, more affluent and better able to stay awake version of me would have been at Fenway Park tonight to to catch Mookie coming back. But I'll have to have to uh, enjoy it from my. From my desk chair, flipping through a bunch of different games, working on tomorrow's posting of the uh, rankings for the pitchers. Well, we talked last week about uh, the Angels bringing up Nolan Shanuel. He has yeah. been the top. He was the top pickup last night in the Rotowire Stake League at four bucks. I grabbed him in the in Derek Van Riper's uh, Maki Keeper League Good. Yeah. at seven. So he goes uh, seven in that league, four in this league out of a hundred. Uh, yeah, tough situation out there with the Angels. But credit to you, Todd. You called it that 
you know, with his plate discipline, he's been able to, you know, at least hold his own so far. No home runs yet, but uh, does not look overmatched. And you, you suggested that even with that quick promotion, you know, this this could be possible. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, it's still a rookie. It's just, you know, you, you like the discipline aspect of it when they come up. He's leading leadoff against lefties and righties. He's getting uh, Shula Shenyuel's uh, getting plate, um, you know, plate appearances. So I kind of like that price. I don't know what if that's a seven dollar keep for next year. How that yeah. works in in DVR would be a seven dollar keeper. But I mean, in a mixed league, that's that's not bad. Who knows if he'll be leading off next year? Yeah, and he probably probably won't have Shohei Otani in the line Otani in the lineup. At least not at the very beginning. I mean, I think the chances are a little better now than they were a week ago that he returns to the Angels, Otani. But um, he's kind of a little bit of controversy in Tout Wars. Kind of breaking news. Do we give a rebate to Shohei Otani, the pitcher? Because he is not on the I.L. All right. In our rules, explicitly state if a player is out for the season and not on the IL, you do not get people that don't know. We we give a fab rebate right now. It's pared down because it's late in the season, but you still can get a rebate on players that are on the IL. So by the letter of the Tout Wars law, the answer is no. And the board is going to do have to do a mea culpa in that we didn't have the prescience to come up with an Otani rule to cover this. Yeah. You know, maybe we when we went through it all, we probably should have had the foresight to say, you know what, if it's clear that the pitcher's not gonna pitch, then we need to come up with a clause in the rules for rebates. We didn't do that. We can't just say, you know what, common sense, we're giving a rebate because that opens us up for why have a rule book. You know, if if we can just, if we can, I mean, even though it's incredibly clear, he's not going to pitch and the rule would make sense and no one would complain. We can't, we can't allow the rebates because it's not explicitly covered in the rules. But anyway, well, that, uh, those things do pop up. You know, you think you have your bases covered, but there's always some wrinkle that yep. goes into things. And the more rules you have, the more things you have to, yeah. you know, account for, right? And, and Otani's kind of changed the game. Over the yeah, no, absolutely. Days. And, man, I was looking forward to the what a National League only leagues do with Otani discussions. Well, we won't be having those now. And I was saying that tongue-in-cheek. Well... Wish him the best. It sounds like oh, he's yeah. going to try to keep hitting, right? So, but we'll see if he's you know, in the lineup tonight. If he needs I, this, this is it's it's a, it's a it's a bad situation for the Angels and Otani. He's a free agent. Yeah. If he needs Tommy John, then and the Angels, you know, are, are kind of out of it, which they are at this point. The earlier he gets shut down, and has the surgery, the earlier he can come back. But you know yeah. he's you know he's but like you know the he can still hit, so should he earn his money by hitting? You know, fans. Will yeah, it is tough because I feel like if he were a bit more selfish, and he probably has people suggesting this to him, like get surgery now, shut it down. Yeah. Um, and you're not help. I mean, you're helping that organization, drawing fans and everything. Right. But exactly. There's nothing he can do to save that team this year. 
Right. And if, you know, I mean, and if the, if he is going to come back to the Angels, the Angels, we want to shut him down to get him back earlier. So, yeah, it's 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 a catch-22 or rock in a hard place or whatever. Um, it, may just, it may flesh itself out in the next week all by itself. We'll see. But yeah, it's it's not it's an it's a difficult scenario. Absolutely. And behind uh, Nolan Shanuel this week in the stake league, Ryan Pepio, uh, only four innings yesterday, but uh, bulk relief innings. So he got the yeah. win over Cleveland and uh, a doubleheader. Yeah, well, not a doubleheader, but in the resumption of the the, yeah, the suspending game, which is seven mm-hmm. innings worth, which is you know practically speaking a doubleheader. True, true. And with that, I mean, I think. I think they needed a bunch of arms behind Kershaw, and so yeah. it was a pretty valuable outing from Pepio and uh, helped that bullpen. So I'd imagine he sticks around for a while. I guess technically he was the 27th man, Yep. so maybe he's sent right back down. But uh, I like this pickup. I mean, Walker Buehler's inching his way back too, but uh, if you need a starter, I mean, they're few and far between out there. So Pepio, quote-unquote starter. Yep, yep, Absolutely. Uh, Josh Rojas has been playing pretty well. He goes for three. Uh, seems to have found new life there in Seattle since the trade. Yep. Tyrone Taylor goes for a buck. Uh, Kyle Harrison out in San Francisco uh, made his uh, big league debut on Tuesday, struck out five. So, um, you know, Pepio went for more, but Harrison's pretty interesting, especially given his strikeout rates in the minors. Right, a little bit of you know he's got some control issues. Harrison does. Yeah. We'll have another start this weekend for those of us that have a standard Monday to Sunday transaction week to to take a look at. But I mean, San Francisco deemed him ready. It wasn't you know they said he's ready. He's coming up. Well, we'll see if he can throw strikes. That's the big issue. Noel V. Marte only a zero dollar ad, so that's a pretty interesting, highly touted prospect. Uh, was a big part of that Luis Castillo trade with Seattle last year. Don't know how much he's going to play exactly, but Votto now on the IL. Uh, Fraley still working his way back. There may be some starts available here. Um, yes, and maybe at second base. Um, I don't know. Well, McLean, McLean, McLean's going to be playing there. I think there's some third base in DH because uh, Spencer Steer might be covering some first base. Uh, so so constrained, and there's still DH. We have Nick Martini in the starting lineup against right-handers right now on the site, and mm. I kind of like, man, is that right? And I went through it, and yeah, I think it's right. As I mean, he's done the last two games. I don't think, I think it's right. Um, but out oh, right, Reds, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it's yeah. I mean, it's like yeah, but yeah. It, I mean, right now he will probably be playing against righties. I know it's not the platoon advantage, but I'm kind of rooting for uh, Trey Mancini to have a good start. Was it Louisville? Is that the and then come up pretty mm-hmm. quickly? You know, kind of rooting for uh, Trey Mancini to yeah. come up and and Landed help with the Reds. Yeah, so um, I think Martini. You're talking about uh, Marte. I like you know. I think Martini is just a fill in. I think Marte will continue to play not not in the short side of a platoon, but not every day either. Yeah, I said second base, probably not, but you know, maybe McLean moves to second base and he plays uh some short. We'll see. But yeah, I uh kind of a hard guy to value in the short term just because we don't know the playing time situation exactly yep. with uh 
Noelfi Marte, Parker Meadows. Yep. Little brother of Austin Meadows getting the call for Detroit. He goes uh, for zero. Oswald Peraza, uh, James Anderson pickup at zero. Seems like the Yankees finally, I mean, they're a mess. They are just. Aren't they, though? A yeah. Disaster. Finally giving some looks to these youngsters. Uh, so I could I could see the Peraza pickup. Jose Alvarado, $0 ad. I picked up Jose Abreu. I'm sorry, not Jose Abreu. Brian Abreu. Uh, mostly because I have Ryan Presley, and it's, you know, Brian Abreu is really good, so why not drop Yanni Chirinos, who's dead weight. Uh, Luis Severino, a bounce-back effort in his last start. He was a free agent here, goes for zero. Uh, so not a lot of people putting much stock into this latest scoreless effort I need for him, to see but... more. I need, personally need to see more than that one effort. Yeah. See, I had a bid in on him. didn't get him, but... Uh, I think you did. Team league like this. I think you bid, but I don't think you do it because you expect him, Severino, to have. But he a should good be rostered. You're hoping he has a good finish. Yeah, he's capable of having a good finish. I haven't seen much to expect it though. Yeah, I think in a league like this, 16 teams, he probably should be rostered. But yeah, he's yes. still. Yeah, he's a little fringe. Uh, John Means, zero dollar ad. Mason Miller, Dominic Canzone, who I had a bid on but didn't uh, get here. Oscar yeah. Gonzalez back for Cleveland. I grabbed Ooh. Kevin Biggio dropping Ross Stripling. Um, I don't think I'm going to start Biggio over J.D. Martinez. I think I'm going to put in maybe his teammate Danny Jansen. Actually go with uh, two catchers and a one catcher. League. Yeah, <laughs> J.D., I'm glad they finally up. put Martinez on the – I'm not glad that he's on the I.L., I'm glad they finally made a decision. Yeah, you know? they stopped kicking the can down the road. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, but Biggio's, you know, not uh, over the last week or so been playing all that well, but he's kind of found his way back into some playing time. He's, he's uh, not I a guess bad he's AL kind of found player. his way back to the bench. Yeah. He's, he's kind of one of those AL only guys that's going to get more time. I wish he did more with it. Yeah. But, you know, in AL only, he's, you know, he's getting that 300 at bats that, but you're not going to get him in mix because you don't know when he's going to play. Yeah, I just needed some offensive depth, basically. Yep. By the way, O'Neal Cruz dropped. Tough setback for him. Halted his running, so yeah, yeah. doesn't sound like we'll be seeing him this season. Yeah, that is a bummer. Um, I can't, you know, every, I, I do my updates every week, and they were optimistic for a while, but now, yeah, I think I have him down to like twenty plate appearances just to keep him there. But I don't, I'm not expecting him to play. Uh, Javi Baez picked up here. The, how the mighty have fallen with Javi Baez. Uh, Daniel Vogelback zero. Gabriel Moreno zero, and then uh, Emmett Sheehan. That's not a. It's a one catcher league, right? Yeah, yeah. Even so, I think Moreno is one of the top sixteen. The way he's playing now, and with Carson. Yeah, maybe. That's a nice bit. That's what That's I'm trying a to nice say. little pickup for sure. Um, not a guy picked up here, but was picked up in another league. And I wanted to ask you, because he is on your Red Sox. What are your thoughts on... Sorry? (laughs) Will you or Abreu? Yep, you got it. What are your thoughts on... I thought that's what you were going to say when you said Abreu. Um, Well, first of all, it was weird. Uh, I know Jose's only been with the Astros part of this year. But every time I hear Abreu during that game, I think it's the Houston guy. And it was the Red Sox guy hitting the home run. He can hit. He, he, he looks like he can hit. Whether 
the Red Sox find enough time or there's anything more than a utility or, or fourth outfielder remains to be seen. But with Duran Duran out, uh, at least for you know another another week or whatever it might be, in a walking boot now with his toe, he's going to get playing time. I'm looking at my microphone like that's where the camera is. He's going to get playing time. Um, and, he, and he looks like a hitter. So he's not a top prospect by any means. But, um, I mean... And they got Adam Duvall to come in and center for Duran, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Duvall's playing a lot of center. He's good. The bat warmed up a little bit. Defensively, he's not with Duran. I mean, Duran was playing a lot of left field. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like it as a you know depth piece. I don't think I'm going to, you know, I don't think it's anything more than that. They've been giving a lot of playing time to Rob Ref Snyder against lefties too, right? So. Yeah, well, he's, yes, exa- yes, he's been... You know, Derek Hardy will say there's no such thing, but he crushes lefties. <laughs> He's a lefty masher. Yeah. I know Derek just cringed. Uh, Jihuan Bay returned last Friday. Maybe he's a guy you think about uh, if he's out there. Anybody else you're looking at for pickups this week? Maybe. Um, uh... Other than, as kind of mentioned, other than keeping an eye on Mancini on the farm, uh, how long is Vado supposed to be out? They're saying he's going to be back in early September. So, well, that's like in a week. Yeah, I, we'll <laughs> no. see. Um, I'm a little skeptical. I hope and he was playing just time. well enough to continue to play when he's back, mm-hmm. kind of thing. But yeah, that's. I mean, I, I, I haven't gotten quite to the point yet where I'm going to, you know, making some uh, decisions. But I did make a note that I would like to see what Mancini's doing. Is he just kind of knocking the rust off and will be called up and. I assume he'll be called up at least on uh, on September first as one of the extra two, but that's sort of a guy. I mean, maybe I'm rooting for him just because of all he's been through, mm-hmm. and he's had a couple of rough Septembers, and I'd like him to kind of have that one more run, if you will. But um, that's yeah, that's sort of the only other one that I can think of uh, currently. Guy who maybe you know, probably already rostered in your league, but just wanted to shout out Cole Reagans and probably. Oh, wow. uh, the Royals for getting this guy. They got him in the Chapman deal, right? Yeah. Was it straight up for Chapman? I think. I mean, I hate, to, I should have looked it up. Um, it was either our bud Eno or Nick, Eno Saris and Nick Pollock that I really like this guy. When, it's, when it's pitching, yeah. it's one of the two of them. <laughs> and, you know, it, it was more from the repertoire stuff type of angle. And, you know, thus far they have proven to be right. There's a discussion on the Baseball HQ forum. Who is you know is who is 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 Reagan's this year's Spencer Strider? I hate that concept. This year's X. Yeah, yeah, you know who is the player that no one can figure out was going to do this well? That's going to do this well. Well, the concept, the the idea is you don't know who it's going to be. So if you can figure out, if you have a guess, then it's against the concept. But I know what we're trying to say. What Mm -hmm. you know? So I you know getting older, more you know. I've now accepted scuffled as part of the vernacular. I'm not complaining anymore. Too old to. Too I old still to... edit it out usually when I see. Yeah, that. I mean, I'm still I'm too old to get all worked up, my blood pressure and everything else. So it's under control. I just don't want to get it back I'll over control. So the point being, um, uh, what, what was the point? I'm getting old. I forget. Um, uh, something about Cole Reagan. Oh yeah. Um, exactly where we went. Yeah, so I under, when someone says when asked me oh, who's this, next yeah. year's whatever, I save them the diatribe about how dumb a question it is, and I just answer it. But he <laughs> is, yeah, you know, if the I mean, who, what what 
current bullpen arm could emerge as a starter next year? That's kind of the real question, right? That's what we're looking at. And I think we can make some educated guesses. Um, I don't yeah, know. He's already he's looking good. plenty capable of that. Yeah. He, uh, six innings and uh, Wednesday's win struck out 11. It was against Oakland, but uh, yeah, time yeah, to start just... taking notice of Cole Reagan's. I added him to the cheat sheet. Um, yeah. Pretty wild I mean, stuff. He is a streamer for you know the rest of the year in Kansas City. I also finally added Zach Geloff. That was an oversight on my part. That guy is just uh, red. Ten homers in 35 games. Um, yeah, I, I, got, I don't remember what league it was that I picked him up in. It was probably one that I'm not doing well, but I don't care. You pick him up anyway. Oh. And, um, yeah, he's been a very pleasant surprise and kind of looks like he has some staying power as far as, you know, if Oakland can find two guys for next year, it's a it's a successful season, and I think he's could be a guy that they like next year. These Kevin Smiths and you know these guys they've been running through, they're just just placeholders. Well, good stuff there. Uh, we'll talk a little rival fantasy, but yeah. uh, first let me tell you a little bit about the platform. Rival fantasy is the fantasy platform reinventing the way daily and weekly games are played. And they've brought new games to the ballpark this year that fantasy players won't find anywhere else. Rival Fantasy's games include Fantasy Bingo, head-to-head player challenges, which we'll be focusing on today. Uh, with games like this, Daily Fantasy has never been better. Right now, RotoWire listeners can get a $50 protected first play. That means if you win your first play, you keep your winnings. But if you lose your first entry, Rival will fully refund you up to 50 bucks. Go to play.rivalfantasy.com slash sign up and use code RotoWireMLB at sign up. They deposit a minimum of $25 to get your first entry on Rival protected up to $50. Now's the time to step up to the plate and become a Rival today. Welcome to the arena. Shout out to RotoWire's Shannon McEwen, who basically uh, informed me that you can actually create your own head-to-head player challenges, which is pretty fun. And so we'll do some kind of toss-ups with tonight's slate here. Todd, I, I have to imagine, uh, you know, Spencer Strider going up against San Francisco in San Francisco. It's going to be hard to top him. But anybody on the board who could maybe threaten or some scenarios, maybe you squint and you see a pitcher surpassing Spencer Strider's point total tonight. If we're if the if we're doing like even up, right, straight up, yeah, then no, I don't. At least on pay, well. Will he end up as the number one pitcher tonight? You always take the field sure. and things like this. But I mean, I did a couple of the of the ones, you know, the ones that 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 rival offers, and I had Strider. I mean, I think I got him four points projected higher than the next guy, which I believe is Gary Cole. So I took Strider. I mean, yeah, I, uh, I, I Strider to me is the guy. It's the easy call, but I'll tell you, a guy who I think maybe could challenge him tonight. Things go right. It's Zach Eflin, and that's because, as we alluded to, the Yankees are just such a mess. They've, they've. Well, at one point they lost like what eight, nine in a row, double digits for the first time since like nineteen oh five or something. There's been every every time they lose, there's another. Haven't done this since, Mm -hmm. and it's just just to show you how great a franchise it's been. To be honest with you, true. But um, getting a little bit tired of uh, of the manager there, coming up with just some. 
to some really goofy excuses. Yeah, he's kind of a strange cat. Uh, blaming Pitchcom and it was in Spanish and oh, I just, I just, uh, you know, just buck. You know, we're we're not a good team. Just you know, these these coming anyway. That's not yeah, here. Unless today. Aaron Judge is hitting three home runs in a game, they're just not, not yeah, very good. Yeah. So the, the, plus, you look at the over under; it's uh, only seven runs tonight. Granted, Cole is on the other side, but yeah. uh, Tampa Bay favored in this one at home, so. I mean, yeah, you're not going to feel great about taking Eflin over Spencer Strider straight up, but that could be a sneaky one tonight just given the circumstances. Thinking about Strider a little bit more, I think the the caution with Strider from here on out, if Atlanta's winning 8 to nothing in the fifth, he's probably coming out, right? Yeah, we're seeing that more and more with uh, guys like Kershaw and others yeah. as the postseason years. Yeah, so that's the danger is that well, he's going to go six and a third and strike out nine. Well, he may go five and strike out seven, and it may not, you know, it, it may not be quite, you know, he's still pitching fine, but Atlanta wants him to start that first game of each series, right? What do you feel, or how do you feel about Brandon Fott tonight against the Reds? It is, uh, he is zero and six, but he's got Hunter Green on the other side, and Green's. Yeah, he really struggled in his return from the IL, and Fott's been trending in the right direction. Seven scoreless, only one hit allowed his last time out on the road at San Diego. Uh, feels like a guy that we can't really look at, Brandon Fott, and you know, think that this is a guy whose baseline is anywhere close to his uh, surface numbers right now. Yeah. A lot um, lower. I've got him for 11 fantasy points, and these are like DraftKing points. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think that might be a little low. Because he is at home, and the Reds lineup is a little bit. It's it, we we don't still have a handle on it because there's so many new kids and, uh, and Fraley's. So I think I think my eleven might be a little low, but I don't I don't think he, I don't think we're going to see one of these seven inning, nine strikeout performances. Mm-hmm. But I think he could get. I think he could threaten a quality start. Perhaps, yeah. I kind of like Cody Senga too against the Angels. Again, we're going to see if Otani's in the lineup, but uh, without Trout, they did get Logan O'Hoppy back, but Grichik's been a mess, and uh, yeah, the Mets favored here. I just Sango's been a, a bright spot for that team, and I I really like him to uh, be a guy who you know fantasy next year. I think will probably be at a nice uh, acquisition cost. I'm getting him as the sixth highest ranked pitcher on the board tonight. Sixth highest. And there's some pretty good pitchers. Well, Strider, yeah. we talked about Valdez, Cole. Dylan Cease has Oakland. Um, and then Bryce Miller has Kansas City. And then comes Senga ahead of Woodruff, of Eflin. Um, Lentlin, well, Lentlin has the Red Sox, which will be interesting. Um, even even Braxton, Braxton Garrett, didn't he pr- kind of brew himself last week by holding his own against, what was it, the Astros and Dodgers? Was that mm-hmm. with the two-step he had? And so, he yeah. shut one of the teams out and threw a quality st- five five innings, zero runs against Houston, then a quality start against the Dodgers. So if there's any residual doubts about Braxton Garrett, he showed he belongs in this when we rank in the four, potentially five tier when he has two starts. I think he proved it last week. Yeah, true. Now, um, looking at the board, any uh, pitch or hitters talked about some pitchers. Any hitters that stand out 
on tonight's slate that could be uh, was, nice picks. What was weird about the the the, uh, the 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 rival slate was they had Randy Rosarina in a ton of their challenges, and he's going up against Cole. Mm-hmm. So does he have a, a a high? I wonder if he has a high uh, batter versus pitcher career against Cole or something. Because it was like there's no way that you know that you can project that he, that whoever it was. I mean, there was some really good batters. It's like, well, I'm taking this guy over a Rosarina. I'm mm-hmm. taking that guy over a Rosarina. So, but anyway, um, I mean, Mookie Betts is just on fire. Um, Quite Crawford, eh? I know righty versus righty. But returning to Fenway Park, I took Mookie in a couple places just because. Wow, he's just he's just been insane lately. Uh, Look, I just looked it up real quick. Uh, Rosarena against Cole, ten for thirty-seven in his career, so two seventy, only one extra. Uh, no, scratch that. So that's it's three not extra terrible, but it's it's not worth. I don't know. I don't know why, for whatever reason, he was involved in all these different. Um, Challenges. I mean, BVP is kind of nonsense. Oh, it is, but, anyway. but still, it does. I mean, that could be one of the reasons why he was priced high. True, true. Um, I, I think uh, Lewis Roberts kind of on an upswing, and he's got Sean Newcomb tonight. So I think that's uh, that's a place to look for some production. Um, yeah, I think. Well, you know, we talked about the uh, cliche of. You know, lefty mashers, and there are some things that kind of come into the lexicon that aren't really like BVP. Like they're just overrated, and well, they're not really a thing. And hot streaks kind of follows follow that as well. But I kind of want to ride this Julio Rodriguez hot streak. I well, mean, home against Brady Singer. Yeah, no, yeah. BVP streaks, first half, second half, they exist, but they're not predictable. Well, that's, yeah, that's that's the thing. There are some pitchers who own hitters and vice versa, but big picture, it doesn't work out that way. So we just we can't you can't identify which ones are real and which one are happenstance. Mm-hmm. So when someone says BVP doesn't exist, it exists. We just can't predict it. Um, and the same yeah, it kind of with hot just streaks. not really a useful tool. Right. No, exactly. Yeah, it's not useful. <laughs> um, hot streaks. Um, you know, I, I think people, batters can be truly in a groove. They could be confident seeing the ball well. If a hot streak comes with a low strikeout total, I tend to trust it more and we'll, you know, we'll pick that player in DFS and, or, and things like we're doing now. If a guy's hot and striking out, it means he's just got some, you know, hard hit balls when he hits it and you know that's going to go away if he continues to strike out. So Rodriguez is not striking out much. I think I think he's truly seen the ball well, confident. And to me, there's no momentum. Momentum is confidence. And I think too that he was due for some positive regression. Th- yeah, no, after for the sure. start of the year, for yeah. sure. And maybe you know, people at this point of the season, some players are like, you know, breaking. I think he's actually getting healthier now, too. Yeah. Julio Rodriguez. So he's kind of I at like, that age where that's still possible. Yeah. I like. I mean, righty on righty, I have him as the tenth or eleventh, which is which is odd because usually platoon advantages matter. Uh, you know, it's kind of it's kind of chalky, but it is. It's not cores. It's Camden, and it's a right-handed hitters. So you have to get it over that goofy fence. 
but Kyle Freeland's pitching for the for the Rockies. So give me Hayes, give me Santander, give me Ryan Mountcastle. Uh, Santander's been well. He missed a couple games, and he's been red hot. Yeah, he, he's a switch hitter, yeah. but even so, he'll you know he'll be you know he'll get the advantage, platoon advantage. I gotta so say, I, I'm a little surprised. Oh, sorry to cut you off. I was just gonna say, I'm a little surprised to see uh, the Cubs favored in Pittsburgh with Kyle Hendricks against Mitch Keller, but uh, I don't know. It seems like the over under is nine there. Maybe it has to do with the wind. Wind's blown out ten miles per hour according to our page, and it's going to be kind of hot tonight. But uh, Keller had 12 Ks his last time out. Seemed to be rebounding a little bit, so I'm a little surprised that... Uh, I think that's a good point. That Keller's uh, not the favorite tonight. Right. But, now, keeping in so, mind that betting lines are set um, based to make the money equal as opposed to what we true, really true. think is going to happen, there may be some of that going on. I don't mm-hmm. know. But I would think that uh, you know the money would be coming in on the Cubbies because it's the Cubbies and they're hot. Uh, so to, to make it, you know, you flip it the other way. Although I just I don't know how these things work. But um, kind of with you there. I think that if I'm, uh, you know, maybe maybe Keller is a DFS option or something. Yeah, like it's that. been an up and down season for him. Yeah, but he's kind of been trending back up. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, that weather could affect things. Uh, I gotta say too, Royce Lewis has been red hot lately. So yeah. Assuming he's in the lineup tonight, maybe uh, consider riding that streak a little bit. Yep. And again, that's that's one where he's just so talented as a prospect that uh, you know I, I could justify in my head at least chasing a streak. It's no, I know yeah, better yeah, typically, yeah. but uh, with guys like this, like there's something behind the streak. Typically, he's got a, he's up against Dane Dunning, so he, there's no platoon advantage. True, but I don't think Dunning missing bat ability is scaring one away is where, you know, he, he kind of teases strikeouts, but he hasn't maintained the level. Dane Dunning. Well, I'll tell you a little bit about one of our other sponsors and maybe uh, run, sign up for a membership and use them tonight. Talking about home run index. We appreciate their spart, uh, sponsorship. We know the weather can impact how far a ball can fly, but we never know what all that heat and humidity or cold air is really doing to the ball. The Home Run Forecast Index gives us an easy way to determine how good or bad the air is for ball flight. The index is calculated by measuring stadium-specific weather conditions and is displayed on a scale from 1 to 10, 1 being the most unfavorable for good ball flight, and 10 indicating the most favorable air. There is a strong correlation between the index and the number of runs scored per game and the number of home runs hit. Games that have the highest index, 10 for the whole game, average over 10 runs and 2.8 homers over the course of the year. An index is created for each game so you can see what it will be in any stadium and how the weather's influence might change over the course of the game as well as the wind direction. Right now, you can get access to the HRF premium site for only $5 a month and see what the index will look like for every hour of every game. Go to homerunforecast.com now to sign up. All right, Todd. Well, get into our uh, typical two-start pitcher thing. Uh, The final week of August will be September next time we uh, talk on, on the show here. Uh. Man, it's been a grind, but we're finally uh, – I, I said a couple weeks ago, I usually get, catch my second wind around September. I need it right now. Uh, 
you know, I'm lucky to do what I do, but man, it's, it's every day for seven months. It gets to be a grind. Um, so let's all finish strong, push for some titles, some championships. Uh, so, okay. Follow along with us at Rotowire, the probable pitchers grid custom start date, eight, 28, 20, 23. And Zach gallon, a nice, easy one to start. He does have to go to LA, but, uh, whenever gallon takes the bound, it's going to be a five. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Strider has the head, heads up for the Cy Young, but Gallon's going to make it interesting. By the way, I saw some, uh, there's already a 2024 draft going on. Uh, and you are one of those who does one of the early ones as well. So it never stops. It's a yeah, we're going to act, even... uh, we're going to self and Eric Halter are going to be talking to Rob DiPietro, yeah. who organizes the draft. And then we're going to have Ryan Bloomfield, who was in the draft uh, on this Saturday L- uh, SXM serious XSM show. Oh, cool. So yeah, we're going to, uh, James is in it, James Anderson, yeah. but um, he, he needs a break too. So he's, he's uh, enjoying some family time this weekend. <laughs> yeah, man, I get that. Um, I wonder if gallon was like, I have him going in the first round next year tentatively, but I, I think in he NFL was a first leagues. Round. Yeah. I mean, in, in leagues that push pitching, yeah, I think he will be among the cir- the smaller, ever growing smaller circle of trust. Now Bryce Elders, you know, he's kind of been walking a fine line, kind of on thin ice with his performance. He's got to go to Colorado. The, the guy is ten and four, and overall, he's been a just a huge boon to that rotation. At Colorado, at the Dodgers. at the Dodgers, ooh. Man. I mean, he's, he he deserves a non-zero. Oh yeah, I'm going to give him a two, and I think part of it is you know people have made the point that even though Coors is undefeated, just given how bad that lineup is now, it's not. You know, it is still a negative matchup, but not one that is it's, a complete avoid for me. Colorado, I think is last time I looked there, they were like seventh highest woba at home against righties, so they really? still do some damage, but. Yeah, I mean, I'm not as scared. But yeah, Elder, I mean, this is where we're supposed to be talking about uh, Schuster or, you know, Winans or Dodd, right? But we're talking about Bryce Elder. Yeah, great year for him. I'm going to go to what what say you on Elder next week? (coughs) Excuse me. Oh, man. I'm going to go to, but yeah, I'm going to go to. Just leave it at that. Same matchups for Charlie Morton. Uh, Wow. He's getting up there, and the whip is is so high. But I think I'm going to give him a, a notch above Elder and go three. I am too. We got to yeah. start disagreeing, but I'm going to go three. No two star pitches for Baltimore. We're projecting Jack Flaherty to return, and uh, at least so far, no indication that he's dealing with anything worse than general soreness, and nothing yet to suggest an IL yeah. stint. Still possible, but uh, currently projecting him back next week. Uh, Chris Sale back for your Red Sox. And, uh, you know, I couldn't hold on to him in my leagues for the most part. Cut him when he got hurt. Kind of regret that now, given that he came back and struck out nine. But he also gave up uh, four earned runs. So it's um, that wasn't his first start back. But that was, you know, he's kind of been building up and uh, finally looked, you know, more like himself his last outing. Does have to face Houston at home than at Kansas City. Uh, what have you thought of uh, Chris Sale since his return? I mean, 
keeping in mind that he just hasn't thrown any any ball over the past two years, I think he's been fine. Uh, we, you can't expect you know the best pitcher in baseball like he was for a couple of years. So I think I think you know, and I think well he uh, yeah he pitched earlier this season, but I know what you mean. Like yeah, I mean, extended like, absence yeah, before that. Yeah, I mean he has he's barely pitched over the past two years. So mm-hmm. they, I mean I yeah I'm scared about Houston, especially you know Alvarez is back. They're getting healthy. Um, Kansas City not so much. So I mean I'm going to give him a three. I guess you know it may just be five innings. So I don't I don't think I can go higher. Yeah, that's what I had to three on uh, sale. Now, Jameson Tyone, he's kind of been a, you know, he's kind of like that guy that tempts you, and then you get stuck yeah. holding him when he's when he blows up. So the hot potato sort of yeah uh, thing going on, and let's see what he's been up to lately. Yeah, just exactly like you said, he's probably has a better ERA on your reserve than he does in your active lineup. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully you didn't have him active for that at Toronto, and then he, you know, at Detroit looked like a good spot, and he gives up four over five and two thirds. Frustrating, to say the least. Um, I'm gonna put this one to you first. What's your grade for next week on Tyone? I'm gonna go three Tyone, and then the same matchups four for Steel. Okay, I think I'm gonna only go two for Tyone. Okay, but I, I got you down as a three. Got to go to Cincy, and I'm hoping the Reds can uh, do some damage at home. Maybe wishful thinking. Steele, I'm with you on a four. I think. I mean, he's just been. He went really high in the in the draft that we're talking. Did he? Third round in the draft. I think. Wow, third round. Third or fourth. I mean, they only went seven rounds, so uh, it was very. It was high. It, it, check out the site. Uh, James Anderson has the grid. Uh, he wrote up his 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 team. Uh, they're going to continue. It's a draft champions. They're going to continue the last uh, 43 rounds starting in October. Um, uh, com slash, uh, slash pod. Does that get us there? Yep. For a trial. For the free trial. Yeah, um, I should do it. Yeah. And um, yeah, check out James's team and the, the league in general. Ryan yeah, Roop, give you a good idea of a good Ryan early Roop. idea of where guys will be going. Yeah, Ryan Roop from our site is in this in the draft as well. Nice. Yeah, and uh, your your uh, Saturday co-host on MLB Network Radio, Halterman's having a great showing in the stake league. He's kind of dominating everyone. I think Justin Steele is a uh, part of that. Andrew Abbott for the Reds. He's uh, he and Brandon Williamson both going to be at San Francisco then versus the Cubs. I've been impressed with Williamson lately. I mean, he's yeah, yeah. he's kind of turned it on, and Abbott's been a revelation for the Reds. So, man, I'm tempted to give Abbott a five. I think I'm going to go four to keep that five special, but he's kind of up there for me. No, I agree. Four for Abbott. I've been debating two or three for Williamson. I think he deserves a two, but he's been pitching lately, better lately, to, to maybe get a three. Um, I think two is... Two I'm gonna stick right. with the two. I'm gonna stick with the two. Yeah. Um the Cubs have been hitting lately, man. Yeah, they kind of I don't know, they, they do kind of scare me still. We'll see. It seems like the Brewers are kind of cementing themselves as the class of the division, but uh still still baseball to play so, for sure. Yeah. Xavion Curry, I think, started that game that was uh you know, pushback was suspended. Yeah. yeah. So uh, 
took the loss there, didn't get a chance to come back, you know, when the game was resumed the next day and pitch. So he's going to be at Minnesota versus Tampa Bay. Should be well rested. Um, yeah, but he's not going to get better. Yeah. It's still Curry. <laughs> I mean, is it a token? I'm mean, Give him one, but I don't. I don't think he. I mean, he's barely able to go five. Yeah, uh, I guess a one seems. I'm gonna go one, but I mean, I wouldn't surprise. I mean, I don't think I'm. I'm not eager to start him. No, not at all. And Austin Gomber, you're certainly not uh, eager to start at home against Atlanta. Then at home against Toronto, that may be the worst two step of the year. <laughs> Very well, maybe. Uh, so we're gonna get inverse Gombered, right? <laughs> Yeah, I would give him a negative number if I could, and watch. He'll probably could, be a, yeah, we can we can do whatever we want. Probably have a great week somehow. Uh, Michael Kopech at Baltimore versus Detroit. That's pretty nice. Baltimore, of course, a good team, but at Baltimore is uh, generally favorable. So Kopech certainly not pitching like a four, but I'm tempted to go four with these matchups. I'm going to go three. There's just yeah. there, to me, there's too much risk. And if you, if you, if people haven't kind of figured it out that there's not a ton of two starters, only four games on Thursday this week or next oh, week. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah we're going to be reduced. There's a lot of games on Monday, but there's only four. To me, it's it's one of these uh, with the with the new schedule, and you, you need to have a couple days where you can potentially make games up because you know with the, only playing a team once. You know, you can't make it up when you go back to play them again, et cetera. So I think there's been a couple of these four-day Thursday, four-game Thursdays designed so we don't have to extend the season this year. Yeah, good point, good point. Um, we talked a couple weeks ago, I think it was, about, you know, some underlying signs with Reese Olsen that were yeah. mildly encouraging. He's still figuring it out, though. I mean, yeah. 24 years old, he you know, gave up six his last time out, so – Still a guy that's uh, hard to trust. He's going to be facing those uh, lowly Yankees. And the White Sox. <laughs> yeah, then the White Sox. Trap trap, or go for it? You know, I, mean, I think in leagues where I need a starter, I may. I'm going for it. Him. I mean, it's a two, but I'm going for it. I think I'm going to go two as well. And then Tariq Skubal is going to be higher than that. Oh, yeah. Um, he's not walking anybody. He's not giving yeah. up homers. I mean, he's. It's been impressive. Better than he he's in a stretch that was better than when he was good before because he was wild before. I mean, I it's like you said, five is special. He's not there, but I'm gonna go four. Yeah, I think that sounds right for Scooble. Yeah, he's uh you know tough season in Detroit, but looks like they got a pretty good one there in uh Scooble. He's been playing fairly well. Yeah, I get I mean Kerry Carpenter and Oh yeah, I like him a lot. Uh also Torkelson seemed to finally Hit his stride. Yeah, I've been quietly calling out Torkelson and the Z files and the uh, yeah. Todd stakes, and he mainly because he's a guy whose underlying metrics showed good things were coming, and they they've 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 uh, they've arrived. They are here. The good times have arrived. Um, no two star pitchers for Houston. Then for Kansas City, Zach Granke, uh, you know, one and twelve. It's it's going to be a zero, I think. Even two home starts was it. Was it Eno or Alex Fast? Uh, congratulations, by the way, Alex Fast. Yeah, I got a, we, didn't he get hired with the MLB? MLB. We gave him a rub when he was nothing on, on our on our SXM show. Yeah, he gave he's, us uh, the rub. 
Yeah, uh, exactly. So no, I mean, good good for Alex. I mean, too bad for pitcher list, but they'll they'll find somebody. But uh, yeah, Alex, congratulations to Alex for uh, getting a nice little. We'll see if he's still involved in fantasy. Um, I think he's one of the nicest dudes. Oh yeah, man. smartest, just yeah. a great I mean, guy. Yeah. But um, good good for him. Um, and I think the point being, what he kind of kind of kind of a funny tweet, something defective. After thirty five hundred innings, Zach Greinke needs an opener. Yeah, like I think he'd pitched in relief once or a few times back with <laughs> Kansas City, like but over a decade ago. But yeah, very strange to just. But I'm with you with the zero. I mean, I kind of hope that he goes out. I mean, not terrible. I mean, I like you know, I don't, I don't want him to keep hanging on and hanging on and being yeah, terrible. It's kind of a bummer how he and and you know, I get it. I mean, they want to keep playing. It's hard to. It's hard for professional athletes to walk away, but yeah, Wainwright. Especially. Yeah, I was gonna say him and Wainwright, okay, okay, yeah, kind oh, of man. in that same like, where it's just kind of, kind of bums you out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Wainwright just keeps going for that two hundredth win and <laughs> cannot get. It. I hate to laugh, but I mean, at some point you kind of got to because it's like, yeah, you know, chasing that two hundredth win and just so elusive right now. Um. No two-star pitchers for the Angels. Then for the Dodgers, uh, Bobby Miller and Clayton Kershaw. So Kershaw, they've been kind of, you know, when they can, taking measures to limit his workload. Right. Um, he did have that outing halted by rain the other day, too. So That was a waste, huh? Yeah. When he's on the mound, still great. So versus Arizona versus Atlanta. <sighs> I think I'm going to go five, but it's uh, – you know, if depending on the circumstances, if they're getting blown out or if they're blown out the opposing team, they could yank him early. I'm going to go four, and he could actually have a three week for the yeah. reasons you just said. And Atlanta's tough. I'm going to go four because I don't think I can go five because I, I don't think we're seeing more. I don't think you can expect more than five innings. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I know they're the betting favorite, but if you had to say right now, just all things being equal, Atlanta, you're, you're picked to win the World Series right now? Yeah. You know, though, Philly, Philly is getting scary. Philly's getting hot, yeah. Aren't Bryce they? Harper's finally oh, man. found That's his power stroke. The other day off the, off the, off the um, fair pole. I think the game time one. Yeah, he dented the pole. I think it almost <laughs> surprised didn't fall over. But um, 
Yeah, and I mean, I, the you know, the I don't want to. I'm not going to go. The three best teams in the league are in the NL, but they they, they very well may be. So anyway, Bobby Miller, I think I'm going to go three because uh, of the Atlanta matchup. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. And Arizona, you know, they talk about an offense that's been. In, I mean, players are inconsistent. They're like, well, offense has been inconsistent. Mm. Uh, now, Sandy Alcantara, he's been inconsistent this year as well. No, and anymore. Uh, yeah, he's kind of since the second half. He backed up found... seven-inning guy again, isn't he? I mean. Yeah. K's, like, he did have a 10K game, but otherwise, you know, the K's are generally still a little low. He's given up four homers his last two starts. But uh, the results certainly much better lately for Alcantara. Uh, versus Tampa Bay at Washington. You know, Washington's kind of suddenly kind of Washington well. against lefties is really good. I really um, like what CJ Abrams has done. Oh, well, I'm man. about Stone Garrett though. That I was, you know, he was oh, swinging it well. Right. Looked like he was finally carving out something from yeah, himself. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing to hurt yourself, it's thing to break your leg. Yeah, fractured tibia, I think. Yeah. Oh, oof, oof, oof. yeah, Abrams. I'm kind of bummed because I think it was one of the Rotowire Online Championship leagues. It's like. I don't need him. And I got JD Martinez at utility, but I can't let him fall anymore. So he's been on my bench in that league a lot of the season. Yeah. I've, I've been smart enough to get him in lately, especially because Martinez has been out. But um, actually, I'm in the same boat. And I think in my online championship, the 12, yeah, I've had him on the bench. Yeah. So I find I had like Bogarts. And I mean, there's just no room for him. But yet I can't, you know, someone's going to get hurt. Of course, I've got no cornermen, but I've got Abrams sitting on my bench. But yeah, with Martinez out, I, I and I when Abram started running like in July, I found a way. I mean, put him in over Bogarts. Xander wasn't doing much. But anyway, you um, know, I when you said that, I remembered I was just editing a Bogarts note the other day, and I was like, dude, this can't be right. I have to double check the stat. <laughs> Number of RBIs this season? Not he, much. 122 games he's played in. Bogarts has 44 RBIs. Yeah, that that's the first half. That's the first half for him, right? One would I mean, think. That's insane. Yeah, that, yeah, it's 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 unbelievable. What a trap that proved to be this year. Well, yeah, no, yeah, no. One year of a long contract. We'll see if Rick and Glenn, this smart system, we'll see. We'll see if they go after him next year, and uh, and NL and NL labor because they don't do NL tout wars. But yeah, he's had a rough. Um, and he started out really well for the Padres. He started out in April excellent. Hit a home run the other day. Bogarts did, but. Everybody, you know, we could fill in the blank. We could have a narrative about every one of their players. Yeah, I mean, the Mets, wildly disappointing, but this Padres team right up there, too, among the bigger disappointments I can remember. And, and they've, they've, been they've underachieved, right? They've, they've been, been really healthy. unlucky. Right, they've, and they've been healthy. But to get back to the point, I'm I'm giving Alcantara five. I think he's back to that. Wow, I'm going to go four, but okay. Okay. That sounds, uh, that's a good endorsement for a guy who's, You've generally been a sandy uh, pessimist in yourself. All right, so top well, five. I am a. I don't think he's You're a realist. Well, no, it's not just that. I mean, I've never said he wasn't any good. I just said he's not one of the top three pitchers. I think there's more than five elite pitchers. So there's more than, you know, he can be like the eighth elite pitcher, and I'll give him a five. But, mm. but I believe people had him ranked like top three. That's all. Well, anyway. my initial thought with Wade Miley was a zero, but then I looked into it and, you know, not. I probably can't give him a zero because 
how you know viable he's been at least in real life uh, at the Cubs versus Philly. I think I'm gonna go one, but yeah, again, my initial tendency was towards zero. Yeah, I'm gonna go a chasing wins one. Yeah, I hear that. Uh, now for Minnesota, it sounds like they're going six man for a while. Keiko earned it. I, I had Ryan, it written off. I wrote my ESPN column. I said we could be watching Dallas Keiko's not just last start for the Twins, but last MLB start. And he goes out and shoves for seven innings. Yeah, at least temporarily has forced the Twins' hand into yeah. a six-man rotation. Tyler McGill for the Mets versus Texas versus Seattle. A guy I had some hope for, but uh, you know, I wouldn't trust him right now in the lineup. So I'm going to go zero. Uh, we'll see, man. I mean, I'm not really ready to close the book on his you know, his career, but right now I'd have a tough yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, deploying. there's no better park to pitch in. He's got two home starts. Texas is tough. Seattle's terrible, and and it's probably hey, Seattle's. I mean, maybe their offense is yeah, their offense is yeah, their offense is not great. They've been hot lately. Um, strike out a lot. You know what? I'm gonna go one. I I don't. I I just those will go one on McGill. The two. I mean. Uh, yes, I'm going to go one, primarily because if he's on your team, you can't, you have to start him with these matchups. If he's on your team, I'm not picking him up. Mm-hmm. But if he's on my team, I mean, good. Well, I guess this is why I don't win because I start Tyler <laughs> McGill or Trevor McGill or you win whatever McGill it is, McGillicuddy. You win plenty. Uh, now Severino, <laughs> we talked about him briefly with the stake league pickups in the traditional leagues. Monday through Sunday is going to be at Detroit. At Houston, I'm gonna go one. Given he bounced back, actually, you know what? I'm gonna go two. I think I'm gonna stick with your one. Yeah, I'm probably wrong. Um, like I said, there's no such thing as momentum. It's confidence. Someone's gonna say he's gonna take the momentum from the last start into the next one. I think it's the confidence, and confidence is fleeting. It's fragile. Um, Very true. Very true. But I'm gonna go one. All right, I am uh, two on Severino. You're at one, but Johnny Brito, are we going to agree at a zero there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see Can't no really reason see not to agree. Even, you know what? I mean, yeah. Would I prefer if he came in as a primary pitcher? But I still think it's I'm not using him. I think he got a save, didn't he? Brito? Think, yeah, maybe. I think he picked up a yeah. It's kind of like the Red Sox, like Whitlock and Hauk. They just kind of use these guys all over the place because there's so much other stuff going on that, you know, these. I know. I mean, listen. You just need arms. I'm a Red Sox fan, so I'll just interject. Nick Pavetta has been a savior for that club. Mm -hmm. He he has done everything asked and done it well. Um, They used to give out what they call the 10th player award, kind of like the unsung hero. I don't think they do anymore, but it should be the Nick Pavetta award. Anyway, enough said. <laughs> it's like the six man award. In, uh, yeah, and in basketball. And they used to be in hockey, the seventh man, <laughs> whatever. Uh, and, uh, anyway, uh, anyway, un- unsung hero award, Nick Pavetta. But anyway. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, he kind of, they, they moved him to the long relief, you know, bulk role, and it kind of found him, or at least regained his confidence in yeah. that role. And he carried the momentum. Carried it over. Yeah. Uh, Adrian Martinez for the A's. He's got to be a zero, right? Yep, that's easy. That's an easy one. Uh, Taiwan Walker, 13 wins, but, man, that really doesn't tell the story with Taiwan. It's been a lot tougher than that. But you mentioned the Phillies being uh, 
hot lately versus the Angels at Milwaukee. Taiwan feels like a three to me, just smack dab in the middle. Um, I'm going to agree. I think he's yeah. pitched like a two, but I'm going to team context matters. So it does. It absolutely does. Uh, Johan Oviedo at KC at St. Louis. So a little uh, Missouri two step. Show me. Yeah, and uh, pretty good matchup. So Oviedo, you know, it's been a struggle, but I give him a one as a you know maybe. I'm going to go three. I think he's, oh, wow. he's shown some underlying stuff. Okay. Interesting. And if he's All available, right. I'm picking him up for these starts. Again, this is why I don't win, but anyway. Well, if you're in like a if you're in the head-to-head playoffs or something, that's yeah, that could be a nice little yeah, I uh, do shout have out some draft champions and then probably will be starting him. Blake Snell's uh, at St. Louis and versus San Francisco. That's a five. Probably one of your top-ranked pitchers this week, I'd imagine. I would imagine. Yeah. What about Seth Lugo? Uh, five and six with a 370 RA, but gets those same matchups at St. Louis then versus San Francisco. So I'm tempted, you know, if I was going to go three on Taiwan, I think I'm going to go two on Lugo, but it's close. I'm, I, I like what Lugo's doing. I'm going yeah, four. Oh, wow. Four. He has been, he has been shoving lately. I'm going to, and he's been going, if I remember, he's been going fairly deep. So I, 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 I kind of may be doing, you know, applying different different approaches to, you know, if I do this to this pitcher, I have to apply the same approach to that pitcher, and I maybe might not be fair. He's gone six innings over his last two starts, two shutout affairs, and, you know, 13 strikeouts over those 12 innings, only four walks against Arizona and Miami at home. So, I mean, I like what I'm seeing. I'm going to go four. Yeah, good call. I have to admit I didn't really realize – just well, quite how much like length. 780 players, Clay. We can't expect everybody to well, know. You know, I don't know them all. You don't know them all. Between the two of us, I think we have it covered. Well, not only do we not know them all, but we don't know exactly what they've been doing lately. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Lugo had a three and a third inning outing recently. But if you look at his game log since June 30th, six. Yeah. Six innings, six innings, five and a third, six, seven, seven, three and a third, five, six, six. So, yeah, he's really... Yeah, 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 you think of Lugo. That's, that's what happens sometimes in this game. You, you think about him with his time with the Mets when he was like a swingman and wasn't really always providing much length. But he has uh, changed the narrative. And to be fair, or I not so much to be fair. One of the things I do for ESPN is I write up the streamers each day, and he's he's been. You know, that's how I know how well he's doing because he's under fifty percent rostered and. You know, he been, he's been on my streaming list a lot, so I do have a little. You know, you have an advantage writing all the notes. You mentioned that's how you knew about Bogarts. So some of these pitchers, I'm a little more aware of. And Oviedo is one of them because of uh, the piece I do for ESPN five four times a week. Anyway, well, Brian Wu missed some time with uh, forearm inflammation, but came back and pitched okay only four innings 65 pitches but uh, only one earned run allowed three Ks to one walk so uh, versus Oakland at the Mets maybe not fully stretched back out yet but it doesn't get any better than yeah, that does exactly. it exactly so I'm gonna then go he gets three started in. three yeah and say if we knew he was gonna go six innings he's in the four range 
but I think you got to go three and, and kind of cross your fingers for better. Mm-hmm. Now for the giants, we have Jacob Junis tentatively slated in there for Tuesday. Uh, he's another kind of guy and the giants have been wild with this all season. They've been yeah. doing a lot of opener oh, yeah. primary pitcher stuff. And we just, we just, they don't know when they're going to do it. How can we? Yeah. And you know, it's tough because Junis threw four innings back on August 15th, but then he only one and two thirds yeah. and one. So he's going between, you know, kind of stretched out and shortening up. Right. And what they've been doing is um, kind of what the Red Sox do with Pavetta in that, even though he may be the primary pitcher, they also use it in between. So he, you, all right, well, we haven't scheduled for, all right, Tuesday, he's the primary pitcher, but he went two innings on Friday. Therefore, he's not going to pitch on Sunday. So these things are, this is what San Francisco is doing. And because the, they have to. Yeah, they are Tampa Bay Rays uh, West now at this point. Yeah. But uh, hey, innovation is important and uh, has its benefits for sure. I'm going to go a zero on Junis just because, you know, yeah, I am too. the workload is so it's yeah. fluctuated. But Cobb, I think, versus Cincinnati at San Diego, I think I'm going to go three on Cobb. I don't think he's pitched as well no. as he normally does. I'm going to – I don't know. I think he's done well lately, though. He's only – he doesn't go deep in – I'm – I'm going to go one. I just, I don't like, he's not going deep into games. He's not striking batters out. Wow. Okay. So I, mean, I would hesitate to use him, but it's yeah. more of a, you know, historical track record one than anything else. I hope for Adam Wainwright's sake, he gets that 200th win next week. I'm going to go zero. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know how you could trust this guy in your lineup, but, um, Couple home starts, one against Pitt. Maybe he finally gets it. You going zero as well on Wayno? It is so sad to see. Literally, he's at the bottom of my rest of season rankings for pitchers, mm-hmm. and that's because I haven't pitching, you know, the rest of the year with really terrible ratios. Right, so yeah. I'm going to go zero as well. Well, Tampa Bay's got two off days next week, but we are projecting Savali to make two. I guess maybe they bring back Taj Bradley the week following that. Derek Vernarupa and I keep hoping because we keep putting him in our lineup. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Savali, you know, this was a nice little acquisition by them. Yes. I still think the Rays are a threat to win the whole thing, even with the whole. You you can never count them out. Yeah, situation. I think Savali at Miami, at Cleveland. I think that's probably a four for me. I agree. All right. Aaron Savali, four. No two-star pitchers for Texas. And Kevin Gaussman uh, versus Washington at Colorado, despite the Colorado trip, still going to be a five. And I think he was one of the top. Was he like the third or fourth pitcher off the board in that early draft? I think so. Um, Behind Cole and or Strider and Cole. Yeah. No, and I and, and to me, rightfully so. Yeah, me too. And, yeah, um, he still has some occasional weirdly bad luck with yeah. uh, run support and defense. But yeah, I remember one specific game against the Red Sox, we got him for like seven runs, and then he comes back with a shutout the next day. Yeah, he has a couple of these weird games mixed in, but um, absolutely, uh, absolutely a five. Yeah, one making best. a run, making a run at Cy Young. I mean, if if Cole sputters anymore and Valdez, I mean, I think the AL Cy Young is more interesting to talk about than the NL. And, you know, speaking of these you know, postseason awards, I've 
been seeing some talk lately that maybe uh, Matt McClain is closing the gap on Corbin Carroll. Seemed like kind of, I mean, kind of crazy talk a month or so ago, but Carroll's kind of faded and uh, McClain's kind yeah. of surged. But I, I still think it's probably Carroll Rookie of the Year. But I don't. I think it's still. I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think it's done. I think. I think McClain could catch him. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. Like, McClain's been just outstanding. Oh, I mean, Ellie De La Cruz, as you know, and. They're getting strand in Carnosian strand. They get the ink, but it's McLean that's that's putting the ink in the box score. Yeah, I'm a big big fan of uh, his well rounded skill set. Move positions. Oh yeah, no, I I think uh, yeah, since he's fun, <laughs> pretty wild. Because I remember when we did like the All Star Break uh, podcast, we were talking about top earners to date, and Corbin Carroll was like a top five overall fantasy right. earner yep. and it's just goes to show that it's a long season it's tough to he's keep up that up. level of production we, you know we don't talk about the shoulder anymore but i think he's a little dinged up uh finally josiah gray at toronto versus miami uh, a guy i like and i'm rooting for um, at toronto passes the eyeball test then you look at the numbers and go that's not the yeah. guy i saw you know yeah. uh whether it's one big inning, like people will say, I don't know. I'm going to give him a three, but I, you know, I mean, he could he could have two shutouts and he can get knocked out in the second inning both times. Yeah, I think with that in mind, I'm going to go two. But you got three. Yeah, eight, right? maybe you're right. I think two. I said three. I'll, I'll stay with it, but I I, th- I like your two more. Two point five. <laughs> All right. Well, let's recap our two start pitcher grades for the week of August twenty eighth. We are almost to September, August 28th, 2023. Zach Gallon a five. Bryce Elder, two. Charlie Morton, three. Chris Sale, three. Jamison Tyone, I say two, Todd, three. Justin Steele, four. Andrew Abbott, four. Brandon Williamson, two. Xavier Curry, one. Austin Gomber, zero. <clears throat> and I may have him behind, like, Adam Wainwright, honestly. Uh, Michael Kopech, I say four, Todd, three. Reese Olsen, two. Tariq Skubel, four. Zach Granke, zero. Clayton Kershaw, I say five, Todd, four. Bobby Miller, three. Sandy Alcantara, I say four, Todd, five. Wade Miley, one. Tyler McGill, I say zero, Todd, one. Luis Severino, I say two, Todd, one. Johnny Brito, zero. Adrian Martinez, zero. Taiwan Walker, three. Johan Oviedo, I say one. Todd, three. Blake Snell, five. Uh, Seth Lugo, I say two. Todd, four. Brian Wu, three. Alex Cobb, I say three. Todd, only one. Jacob Junis, zero. Adam Wainwright, zero. Aaron Savali, four. Kevin Gaussman, five. And then finally, Josiah Gray, I say two, Todd, three. All right, Todd, we've run a little long, but anything else you want to mention here before we sign off? Yeah. Um, I got a bone to pick with you. Yeah? Yeah. Um, every time I get a little bit of a cushion in the Staff Keeper League, and that league is like two points as a cushion, <laughs> I look and there's Clay half a point behind it. You know, I'm up to like 143. And there's you, 142 and a half. Come on, go away. Don't you have other leagues to worry about? 
Man, I, I have that same frustration with you. I think I have a great day, and then I check, and I'm still trailing you by several points. It is a all-time great race in that league this year. Uh, Erickson's in there. Jeff is in there. Ryan Roof is in there. Eric Seegers pops in. Yeah. It's been – and now some of the keeper trades are kicking in, so we're getting a little separation. But as you know, I just gained four points, five points really quickly. You can lose – I could lose them tonight, you yeah. know, because that things are that close. Um, I'm amazed that Jeff's hanging in there and he's dumping steals or saves. I think I, forget, I think he's dumping steals. Yeah, he has one in steals. Yeah, he's and dead that's just amazing. In a keeper, it's you can wild. win a regular league. In a keeper league, that's just amazing yeah. that he's able to do that. But anyway, um, I, of course, I'm just teasing. Organized this is, this chaos up there. Your your team is leading. My team, the Diamond Dogs, uh, four points back right now. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, it's just know. a fun league. Acuna is doing all the heavy lifting for me. Well, you know, keeping politics out of it or whatever, it, it hurts that I lost Wander Franco. Um, I'm not complaining. It is what it is. Everybody's lost a player. Um, so I'm just trying to make up. You mentioned Torkelson before. Torkelson and Julio Rodriguez, they've been crushing it for me. Um, so anyway, I think we're going to be neck and neck. I don't, you know, uh, and, and the we're going to come back a little bit, and it's, it's going to be a three or four-man race. Um, and this is just a fun league. Anyway. Yeah, I lost McClanahan, so I'm really leaning on a lot of young arms. Yuri Perez, Brandon Fott, uh, Bryce Miller. So these these guys are going to make or break me this Surprise that you're leaning on young players. I'm shocked. <laughs> yeah, who would have thought? <laughs> that is uh, anyway. my MO. Well, thank you, Todd. Thank you all for hanging out and being with us. Let's finish strong. Happy September, and uh, talk to you next week on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast.